0: Hello and welcome to The Other Side Podcast. I am Stephanie. And I'm Jasmine. And this is our first podcast episode. Yay! Yay! (laughs) (laughs) So in this episode, we're going to introduce ourselves and talk about why we're doing um this podcast why it's called the other side and then get into a topic that is important to both of us true debt. so i think we'll begin by acknowledging that every single person in the world has a podcast i think my cats have a podcast <laughs> and now we do too oh my god so cool <laughs> um but we we're doing this because we think it's important that if, if there's something that we need in our life or we feel like other people can benefit from, then if it doesn't exist, then do it. Right. Make it ourselves. So here we are. Hi. <laughs> um, okay. So do you want to start with intros or should I say what this is about?
1: Well, they don't even know why they're here. So let's say what this is about.
0: Okay, good. Uh, all right. So this podcast is going to serve as a place for us to share our experiences and offer a unique perspective, hopefully, maybe not a unique perspective, but our individual perspectives, a uh, place for us to learn from not only each other, but the people that we interview, and then hopefully offer some things that folks can take away and Absolutely. apply to their life.
1: Yeah, hopefully it's a platform for us to serve as a voice that might be missing from the podcast world. Mm. Um, I think a lot of my favorite podcasts are the Millennial and Zennial voice or um Mm -hmm. the oprah-esque voice but it's rarely do i hear (laughs) you know the zenial single mom non-traditional student on the other side of adventure and success (laughs) and crazy cat syndrome (laughs) it's rare that i hear that perspective
0: That's true. <laughs> that's real life. Yeah, that's, that's my cat. We're not going to stop. and No, it. not at all. <laughs> uh, yes, I agree. So things that I really enjoy in podcasts, I like self-help stuff. I do love mental health-focused podcasts. I like dating, mm-hmm. um, all of those that I listen to, but I never hear – I get really good stuff out of it, but mm-hmm. I just never hear me. Mm -hmm. in that I don't so yeah like there's here's a whole bunch of dating advice Mm -hmm. but that's not applicable to someone who is a single parent Mm -hmm. to multiple children after a divorce starting a new career in the middle of their 30s and their life is maybe completely upside down
1: here's how to love and treat yourself but not when you don't get along (laughs) with your son's father and you're a single mom and you're in the middle of transitioning from home to another home and going to school and working a few jobs yeah and not that life isn't great but I think this is an important I know that this is an important perspective to share with yeah, others
0: I agree and not only just if you're a parent or you're any of those specific things but just maybe if you feel like you're doing life a little differently than right. what you're supposed to be doing or you know you're at whatever age and you think I'm supposed to have this 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 and this lined up and you just don't whatever so like type most of people
1: don't individual you are we got you and it is called the other
0: side mm-hmm. because um, We'll probably go into more of like how this was developed at, at a later date because it has a bigger story, but uh, it was it's called The Other Side because we both feel like we have been through really traumatic things, but also really beautiful things and thought that there was not maybe another side or there wasn't life after that. And um, we both are proof that there is that you can go through something. Good, bad, um big, small, and come out on the other side and still make your life whatever you want it to be. mm-hmm, we've had to learn that through a lot of trial and error, so hopefully some of the things we can share might might help you to not have to make as many mistakes right as <laughs> we
1: have. Did yeah. we talk about why it was so important for us to do this podcast? No, talk about it, okay, so for me personally. I think it's super important because I get a chance to grow and learn with one of the best life partners I've ever had in my life. Like, this is truly the healthiest relationship with, St- with you, Stephanie. Me? Yes. <laughs> yes, and I told my counselor this. I do go to counseling. I said oh. I had to do a genogram and list the relationships in my life, and not everyone had to be related to me, mm-hmm. but you made the list, and what? you are the epitome of healthy relationships i explained that the dynamic between you and i if anyone else had that in their lifetime they would have had the healthiest relationship they've ever had in their life that is my firm belief and i also believe that this is a a point of development for me and i think for you Mm -hmm. and a moment of reflecting and discussing life and i think that we're at a point in the world where a lot of us enjoy that, particularly because it gives us a break from mm-hmm. some different realities that aren't so fun. Mm. Very good. Thanks.
0: Wow. You're really good at saying things. Ah. I'm just over here saying nonsense. Words, You are a I got wordsmith. bars. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now maybe we will introduce ourselves by saying a little bit more about okay. our background. So people know why they should trust
1: us. Yes. Or well. don't. <laughs> I am the you cousin of it. the hamburglar. What? We come from a line of hamburgles.
0: <laughs> what are just saying right now. No! Okay,
1: so a little bit about me. Oh, God, it's like I don't know myself. Oh, okay, so I'm a mom, first and foremost, and I work in government. I also do some facilitation work. Um, so you would, that would, what that looks like is me educating folks or helping folks understand some of the the issues behind bias and discrimination. Mm -hmm. I do that with people in the law enforcement field, um, with administrators, educators, with youth and children. Um, I do a lot of volunteering and I serve on some boards and I am a lover of music and beauty. I like to do things with my hands, whether that's making beauty products or making, I don't know, fun oils or things that I think would help Mm -hmm. me naturally help take care of myself. I also enjoy engaging in conversations about how to solve social issues or how to love happier and live happier and um, again I'm a mom not like a mom mom but like a cool mom so that's like (laughs) a major part of my life yeah oh and I do have a background in behavioral health and uh, social services
0: okay nice to
1: meet you Jasmine oh hi nice to meet (laughs) you Stephanie
0: Uh, I'll go next I'm a social worker So that's my profession. That's also where my education is. I um, kind of have a background that's all over the place professionally though. So I worked in healthcare for several years. I was a stay-at-home parent for uh, many years. And started a few small businesses and then now I work in mental health and social services. Um, prior to this I worked in higher education doing uh, social justice programming and uh, oh and I'm a parent oh I forgot. Wow. Every time I introduce myself I forget to say I'm a parent first. <laughs> I meant to do that differently. I'm a mom. I am a mom. <laughs> Hi, mom. To, to three really cool kids, I yeah. have two girls and a boy, and um that is my favorite job. Yes, yeah. my favorite thing, and I think that's probably what
1: I excel at mm-hmm. more so than anything else. So I'll say it every time: you're the best mother I know, and you, you make me I a agree. better mom. Aww, you make um, me a better mom. I'll stop.
0: Know, I'm, just, I'm not just saying that.
1: I do. <laughs> I I have a 12 year old boy. And let's see, oh, I also worked in higher education, yeah, um, I was a tutor for a lot of different things, mm. Spanish, computer classes, mm. uh, communications, English.
0: Get you what? I learn things about you every day,
1: so I can say words real
0: good <laughs> <laughs> okay, now that you know who we are, um and our background, I think. Is this, like, the smooth transition into our topic
1: smooth for the day? jazz <laughs> transition.
0: Oh, I'm going to put some music
1: to this. Oh, yeah, that's what's
0: going to happen. No,
1: like, real music. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah but thank uh, you, though. Uh, for... Insert George Michael. Thank you.
0: <laughs> so today uh, we chose to start with the topic of identity. Right. Um, because I think it's an important... Conversation It informs so much of how we live our life, how we see ourselves, how others see us. And it's going to inform the way that we speak about the things that we're going to in the future, yeah. the perspectives we bring to the table, um, and maybe even the things that we want to go into.
1: Right. I think it's key to remember that our identity is what encourages and influences how we behave mm-hmm. with and around one another. Um, Is it okay to start with a theory that I'm familiar with teaching? Yeah, please. Okay. you are
0: the expert here.
1: I am no expert, but thank you. Thank you for the high flattery. So I want to talk a little bit about the iceberg theory or the theory of omission. And this is actually considered a writing technique that was coined by the American writer, Ernest Hemingway. And so as a young journalist, he felt it was important to provide, uh, I suppose, very little context for interpretation for characters. Mm-hmm. And this was considered a minimalistic style of writing. He didn't want to make things super or explicitly obvious obvious about um, underlying themes, about who people were, because he believed that the deeper meaning of a story should not be evident or on the surface, but it should shine through implicitly. Mm. So we take that and let's apply it to how we see one another. Um, so let's think about an actual iceberg, like the kind that took the poor Titanic down Poor, yeah. Oh, too soon. (laughs) Too soon. You're a downer. That's me. Classic jazz. Um, so what happened with the Titanic? Uh, crashed into an iceberg and sank and jacked ice. Spoiler died. alert. Oh. You know, people haven't seen that movie, oh, some people. but I'm sorry. Um, but I'll edit that out. First. Thank you. No. <laughs> but um, so with icebergs, you typically only see the tip. And with the tip of the iceberg, that's a much smaller portion than what's actually underneath the uh, waterline. And so with that in mind, if we're talking about, that as someone's identity or in relation to some, let's think of that in terms of identity above the surface level or above the water surface level, the smaller portion portion are the things that um, are pretty obvious that, that um, others can see when when can, let's bring that back. So the tip of the iceberg would be those obvious um, identities that are more obvious to people from the outside. So Stephanie, what are some examples of some more obvious identifiers that you would notice about me per se? Uh, That you're a woman, Mm -hmm. that you're a black woman. Um, What else? My hair's natural. Fine
0: as I'm just-
1: uh, No (laughs) dickity, no doubt. Okay. Uh, some things you might see, like like Stephanie mentioned, is is uh, skin color, race, gender, or age. And so, right at the waterline, uh, what you might notice is someone's nationality or what their physical abilities mm-hmm. are. Maybe their ethnicity. Maybe somebody's relig- religion might be apparent. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe not. It might be iffy. But so you're saying if they wear something that makes it very apparent what they're what their ends. religion is so if someone is wearing a cross and mm-hmm. more conservatively dressed, okay. or potentially always wear skirts mm-hmm. or certain identifiers you know to be associated with different religious beliefs, mm-hmm. that might help you better identify that person. Okay. Now keep in mind with the iceberg, the mass of the iceberg is mm-hmm. beneath the waterline. So with respect to identity the wholeness of a human being is going to be the whole iceberg, but much of what we don't know about a person can't actually be be seen. So what are some of those identity aspects that we can't see? Hmm.
0: For me personally?
1: With anyone.
0: Uh, Are we talking cultural? Maybe. Okay. I think religion, too, would also be beneath the surface unless there's a, a visibly,
1: right. right, like a And so that's why we would buyer. keep that right at the water, water line because it okay. could be something that's apparent or we don't know.
0: Okay. Um, maybe motherhood?
1: Right. Would Perhaps. you know just walking by someone if they were a mother or not? No, I would uh, not. Would you know someone's beliefs? No. There are plenty of times where in my life personally I've been surprised or learned something new about someone's personal beliefs Mm -hmm. because I just didn't know Mm. so I bring up this theory and I think it's important to discuss because there is so much more to an individual than what is at or above the surface level Mm -hmm. what you think you can perceive and though I don't expect everyone to figure everyone out or make note of every single identity and keep that tally list and walk on eggshells and be sure not to offend, Mm -hmm. I think it's important to consider that you don't know what you don't know Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and um, the wholeness of a person impacts how they see this world and navigate through that Mm -hmm. world Mm -hmm.
0: Hmm. Okay, so when considering that and you've facilitate this so i'm gonna Mm -hmm. look to you for answers for this so when we're talking about the things that we can see and a lot of times we're even making assumptions about that right gender identity um we don't know sexuality things like that that's underneath the surface Mm -hmm. um do you have ideas or do you have different ways of trying to figure out that with a person what do you feel like is a respectful
1: are you asking me is it okay to have assumptions
0: I think I'm asking, in your experience, or how do you feel is the best way to ask those questions rather than make assumptions?
1: I think that it's important to work to independently educate yourself. Mm -hmm. In college, which I know that that is not um, approved privilege that everyone has but Mm -hmm. they teach us to go to the first-hand source right Mm -hmm. or when we research things we go to a reputable source so i'm not going to go to gawker or um the inquirer Mm -hmm. for my resource or information about trans issues Mm -hmm. because i don't belong to that community Mm -hmm. so i'm going to go to a reputable and educated and respected source for that information, mm-hmm. and they we're in twenty nineteen now, so these resources are out there for us mm-hmm. and If there's someone close enough to you that you feel like you can have this conversation with, then um i I suggest honoring that and asking to have those spaces with hold those spaces with people. I know that many of my close friends who have identities that aren't mine. Mm-hmm we have those conversations and I'm in a space where I'm typically usually the only black person or one of few. Mm-hmm. So I share my identity information when I want to, and they share their identity information if they want to.
0: Yeah. what I hear you saying is that it's, it takes personal responsibility.
1: Absolutely. I have believed for a long time that I'm, pretty responsible for my ignorance Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I have the privilege of being a really curious person
0: yeah
1: so I want to know things I want to experience things I'm tired of being afraid of it or I was tired of being afraid of so much and then there were things that I just wasn't afraid of and I didn't understand why there was so much fear about it so Mm -hmm. I chose to educate myself about that those issues or or those people or that information
0: yeah Okay. I think another thing that we wanted to talk about because it influences the way that we all experience identity
1: or maybe the way others do is intersectionality. How those identities overlap and cross and how we aren't just one thing. I'm not just a black woman. I happen to be a black woman, a mother, Mm -hmm. a student, um, a survivor, Mm -hmm. many other things, a person living with unseen disability. Mm -hmm. And so... All those things affect my experience and no one black person is going to see life the exact same way, even though there's a culture of experience that we typically may understand.
0: Yeah. And I think no matter what we see on the surface, so whatever identities are apparent to others, how those other identities play into or with each other overlap, that very much dictates our individual experience too. Yes. Right? Right.
1: I think so. Yeah,
0: I would agree. And then how others experience oppression or discrimination Mm -hmm. is also influenced by those multiple identities that they hold.
1: Absolutely. This reminds me of a post I saw the other day Hmm. um, that uh, someone didn't want to hear about red, white, black, or blue, or who's the fault. This is about such and such. But though they are someone who has multiple identities, Mm -hmm. the world sees this person as an Anglo Mm -hmm. male. That's how this person is seen. I can't expect them to understand life with deeper toned skin. Mm -hmm. Because unfortunately, sometimes the world looks at it different, treats the skin different, Mm -hmm. thusly the whole human. And so I can't expect him to understand or that be that person's reality because it just isn't right. Some people do get it that don't have, you know, a large amount of melanin. Mm. Some people get it
0: Yeah.
1: or empathize, I should say, mm-hmm. but I can understand that his life experiences led him to believe that.
0: Mm. Which is a big part of what's underneath the waterline, right? All of those right. life experiences and,
1: and different ways that we've all, and that saves me a bit, because, mm-hmm. you know, this is someone who was my friend,
0: mm-hmm. but I'm not
1: angry at them. Yeah. I don't excuse the ignorance, if you will, mm-hmm. but I didn't feel any need to rant on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> not at all. Yeah, I like what you said, that
0: um, it's our responsibility to find out. So. Yeah. Right, we all, we don't know what we don't know, right? right? Mm-hmm. But it's also not anyone else's responsibility to explain themselves and their experience to us mm-hmm. or to help us figure out what it's like to be whatever, fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. That is very much our job mm-hmm. to figure that out. And if you mm-hmm. have, you know, safe, comfortable spaces mm-hmm. where people have welcomed questions. Are open
1: to fostering those conversations. Comfort- yeah, because then do people that. don't have, aren't obligated mm-hmm. to owe you their story. Right. To take on your pity. People don't have to do that. Right.
0: Right. So if we can leave this conversation of identity, and we'll talk a little bit in a minute about why we felt like this was important to talk right. about. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Maybe we can each think of, of something. How has has going into these kinds of conversations, like, what do you feel like is important for you when you're facilitating this kind of work for others and you're talking about identities and you're introducing possibly a foreign concept to a group of people who has never heard this. Before.
1: Forgive the kids in the background. This may always be a thing or not. <laughs> Our kids are in
0: the other room screaming, We're yeah, not sure what they are doing They've been in all day. Yeah.
1: I'm you know, there may be something on the walls when we leave the room, but we'll find out. <laughs> I want people to understand and they are not obligated to do so. Hmm. It's like that. And it's two analogies. Hmm. Well, one statement that I love that a wonderful mentor used to say to me and I use it hmm. and I see people's shoulders drop because you know how have you ever walked into a situation and you don't know quite what's going on and you want control of it. And you need to just figure out what's happening before you even start or else you'll hmm. scream. Yes. Well, my friend, there's a method to the madness. Just trust me. I'm not going to hurt you. I understand all the pieces don't fit right now, but I guarantee you by the end, you'll have information that'll work for you. Mm. And you might not all take away the same thing, but there's a method to the what? To the madness. Mm. Um, And then the analogy we talked about earlier about the dance partners, right? Mm -hmm. So... Let's say that I've been operating in life tangling with someone, right? Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden I decide that I take pride in my identity and I'm frustrated with with what's going on in the world and I Mm -hmm. want to communicate about that larger mass Mm -hmm. (laughs) below the waterline and I want it um, honored Mm -hmm. when I walk out in the world or when I interact with you. So now I'm no longer tangling, I'm fox trotting. Mm -hmm. And you're like, wait, no, no, we're tangled. Switched
0: it up, yeah. I don't know this dance.
1: Uh, we'll learn the dance yep. with me, or we can find other partners. Mm. Yeah, and that's okay too. And
0: that is okay too. You're right. And difficult conversations have to happen. Mm-hmm. We have to be willing to ask questions. We have to take personal responsibility for Absolutely. what we don't know mm-hmm. and for understanding the truth. Not mm-hmm. what is comfortable for us to hear mm-hmm. or what we've been told our entire life, but
1: what is true and what is I love real. honoring the truth. I don't have to be mean about it. Yeah. I love advocacy. I love being strong. I love being powerful and bold, but I don't have to be mean about yeah. it. One thing that I really like about
0: our friendship and our relationship is I think it's a space for both of us to really mess up and to say things that are not the correct thing all yeah. of the time. Um, and I, I, I think now we're at a point where, you know, like we, we don't really feel like we have to qualify everything before we say it, but I think when we entered our friendship, it was very much like assuming positive intent when mm-hmm. we were feeling one another out mm-hmm. and trying to figure out where each of us maybe was at and how much we could share and how much we could ask and, um, but I don't know, I mean the, this space to have hard conversations and then to go out with other people and have difficult conversations because of what we have come up with together or learned together or chosen to, you know, educate ourselves on and then come back and say, Hey, I learned this. How do you feel about it? You know, what can we do together? Or can you teach me a different perspective? I think that that's really important for people to create those spaces where they can right. have conversation that's actually authentic.
1: Right. And I'm not saying this is everyone's journey or mm-hmm. everyone's identity, but I think that the uniqueness and how we met mm-hmm. and how we're growing and moving towards the other side of things has given us this aspect of mm-hmm. our identity where we are doing a scary thing, mm-hmm. right? We're putting our voices out there yeah. and discussing things in a very candid, truthful way.
0: Yeah. So it's important to ask questions. Yeah. Ask questions. The people that you think you know in mm-hmm. your life, find out more about them. Do you really understand who someone is? Or right. do you just understand what's above the waterline? All these assumptions that right. you've made
1: already. And there's this weird balance you got to keep in mind if you want to keep your, your sanity about that mm-hmm. particular issue. Um, people don't owe you an explanation. No is mm. a full ass answer. Mm. No. Period. Stop. Yep. So I don't have to tell you. Yeah. I don't have to explain why you can't touch my hair. Mm-hmm. And I usually speak in terms of my experiences because I think that's fair. Yeah. I don't want to assume someone else's story. So that's usually how I, I I'll speak and you'll figure that out throughout the future of our podcast. <laughs> so if I say something culturally different than Stephanie, that's because I'm speaking from my experience.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we're a little different. You and I. A little, L- little bit. A little bit. A little bit. All right. Is there anything you want to add to that? Um,
1: a big thank you for all the listeners out there. Oh, here's Delilah. Hey, this is your girl, Jess. <laughs> so glad to have you. <laughs> oh, I love
0: you. I love you. Okay, so uh, that was just a brief... I mean, that's a conversation that could definitely be longer and I think we could add more to that and I think we will but it's important to kind of understand I think where we're gonna go right as far
1: as our our podcast goes in the future and I think it was a fun play on us introducing ourselves mm. why not talk about identity yeah yeah look how clever we are ha.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but in the future we want to acknowledge that our identities and what we've experienced so far in life and how different that has been in a lot of aspects and then how similar that's been in a lot of different ways right. too. That's going to inform the opinion that we each have. And it Absolutely. is just our opinion.
1: And we'll introduce other identities too. So mm-hmm. you won't only be hearing our lovely, soothing voices. Nope. We will have special guests. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we will. We have a lot of really fun interviews planned. Absolutely. Uh, People who are very different from both of us and Mm -hmm. people that we constantly are learning from and we Mm -hmm. respect, so they have a lot to offer to this community that hopefully we're creating. Okay, next episode, which hopefully you made it through this introduction. Thank you. And you listened until the end. We are going to talk about moving out and moving onward with our life. Wow. Yeah, we have very different... Um, you know, we're both in our 30s. We are mm-hmm. both parents. But I don't think this is a unique experience to to us. Our experiences are unique. However, most of the people around me in our age group, they are also, like, changing careers, deciding to leave a career that they had for 15 years and mm-hmm. go pursue some art that they love or they're leaving relationships that no longer serve them or they're going back to school or going to school for the first time or whatever it is doing something really scary at a point in their life where maybe they felt like they were supposed to have it all figured out Um, and we have some cool insight to add or to share on that and then maybe some some tips and ideas of of how to do that like actual ways to change your life to turn it around um, take care of your mental health and yourself
1: in the process Um, what do you want to say I totally agree and, um, I think that that kind of plays on the whole concept of the other side. Right. Mm-hmm. So you started in one place and you made the decision to make a change and it's not over. There was no big mm-hmm. explosion. Mm-hmm. Life didn't end and you made it. So now what? <laughs>
0: hey, that's a good place to end that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, wait. oh, oh. what episode after that. Oh, and then after that, we are going to be talking about
0: mental health. So that sounds broad, and I, I get that. That is a very broad topic. Um, and we're probably going to talk about mental health related stuff over Often. the course of m- several episodes, maybe forever, the whole life of this podcast, because it's so important. Absolutely. Um, but a unique perspective, I think, or that we want to bring into that episode is how who we are and our experiences and our backgrounds and all those different identities that we just talked about, how that maybe either helped or hindered us from accessing mental health care, how our communities received us when we said, hey, I'm I'm going to therapy or I'm doing this or I'm Mm -hmm. dealing with trauma from my background or um, all of that different stuff. And I think we're going to interview someone pretty cool.
1: (laughs) 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 K-Suprese. What
0: do you want to say about that episode?
1: Um, I think that it is going to be particularly enlightening. Um, I do know, of course, a great deal about you, Mm -hmm. but it'll be wonderful to hear about your experience. And it'll be one of my first experiences of being really open about my experience with mental Mm -hmm. health because Mm -hmm. I don't know if there's a certain shame I carry with it, but Mm -hmm. I think it would be a fun alternative to have me, who I haven't really talked about it, uh, share that publicly.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: I think so. You have a really powerful story. I, mean, I think you. a lot of people will be able to relate to it. Mm-hmm. So, And if I truly believe that there's no shame in it, then mm-hmm. why don't I just share? Very good. Okay. Okay. We wrap this up. Yeah, we're on the other side of the episode. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> oh. All right.
0: Well, thank you for thank you. listening. And uh, we'll do this again next week. Yeah. See you next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye.